And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We got a three-part show for you. First, we're going to be talking the MLB. Then we'll be talking some NFL as well. The XFL starts this week. I know that football just ended, but the XFL is here. Is it here to stay, though? How are they going to stay competitive? And, well, can social media change all of that for Vince McMahon and company? And also, we'll talk about the NBA. Last year, we did this. We're going to have our own Team LeBron. Ted got the first pick. We did our coin toss last night. So, Ted will be Team LeBron, and I will be representing Team Giannis. We'll get into that. And we'll talk about what is going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. Are they the Cleveland Browns of the NBA as well. But as I said, we will be starting with the MLB. Big news this weekend. We are joined by the fan favorite, Joe Aguirre. Hasn't been around, but I know you've been busy. I know you've been talking about this. Are you guys still doing that Fenway? Are you, Red Sox fans, have you talked to Red Sox fans? I know this is the major news. It was almost the inevitable. This was going to happen. And I also wanted to talk how maybe the Yankees can learn from this and other teams can learn from the Red Sox mistakes. But you see Mookie getting traded. David Price, I'm kind of sad that he got traded. Not going to lie. Yankees greatest pitcher of all time, David Price. I always say he's the Yankees greatest pitcher of all time. Because he always it was always a guaranteed win. Or he just never wanted to play the Yankees. But, man, Mookie Betts, an MVP two years ago. A World Series champion. The best player on the Red Sox. And one of the best Red Sox in quite some time. Gone. I mean, were you stunned by it? And if not... Did you expect anybody other than the Dodgers to make a move like this? Well, first of all, the Dodgers love helping the Red Sox out of bad contracts. It's been done before. Uh, yeah. This isn't the first time. Famously yeah. done before. Uh, and, and it's not like they're not getting quality major league talent back. I mean, David Price, I would think, would do very well in the National League. That remains to be seen. Instantly, I've heard chatter of uh, Francisco Lindor to the Yankees start up all over again. And I, I love it, the eye roll on the – because yeah, it's, uh, this is proof positive that when you have Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, a lot of these young guys that you have to pay them. And the Red Sox have put themselves in a position where the second that J.D. Martinez said he was sticking around – It was over. It, it became a serious thing. The Red Sox were serious about payroll. If you look at the Yankees and the Dodgers over the last couple of years, they were being a little more – uh, money conscious, and, and I know it upset a lot of people, but there's a reason for that. And the Red Sox, I think, are the ones that just learned the lesson that you, you, you have to take care of your guys when they're young. You'll recall back in the early 2000s, they had guys like Pedroia and Euclid, who they extended with long-term, they bought out free agent years at undervalued contracts, like the Yankees did with Hicks and Severino last year. It would be a good idea to start doing that now. To a guy like Glaber, so you can keep him locked up for the long term. Otherwise, you get something like this, and this changes the whole dynamics of baseball. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Red Sox. It, was it worth it? 
in some eyes, it was worth it because what did you get? You got a World Series title. And really, that's what we're talking about a lot of times. What does it get you to get a World Series title? Is it worth it? Like the Cubs, an all-in move to get Chapman, to give up players to win a World Series for the first time in over 100 years. For some people, that's worth it. Now, talking to what we're talking about the Red Sox right now, they did something with one of their star players last year, Xander Bogarts. They re-signed him before he would hit free agency. Now, if he hit free agency this year, the year he had this year was incredible. He would have got a hell of a lot more than six years and $120 million on the – especially when there was no competition. Listen, I think first when we talk about Mookie Betts, you got to talk about the player himself. He's one of the best players in baseball. Top three, I would say, all-around talents in baseball. Now, he didn't have that type of year that we're, that he had the year before. I mean, he still he, batted 295, 29 home runs, and 86 and now, RB. I mean, he still had an incredible season. I know it wasn't his MVP standards. But you said, Ted, it's like anytime you lose a player like this, it does hurt a franchise. Well, you don't just trade, like you said before the show. This would be like the Yankees trading Aaron Judge. You don't just say, hey, we're going to trade our best player for, I mean, because we have to. Like, you can't trade your best player like that. And this is why I said teams like the Yankees and teams down the road. That well, you can if you have a selfish player that's asking for 12 years and $420 million when the Red no, Sox it's supposedly it is all selfish. 10 years. Now, here's it the thing. selfish Mookie on his Betts, part. We, uh, you know, Joe hates this, the numbers and analytics. War, based on war, he's had a 42 war since he's entered the league in his first six seasons, only trailing Mike Trout, Ted Williams, Albert Pujols, Jackie Robinson, Wade Boggs, and Joe DiMaggio all time. So the man has put up numbers. I think what, what Red Sox fans look at, because we pretend like, hey, listen, it's, they got, we talked about this with the Yankees a thousand times. You got a billionaire own, a hunt, owner in the Red Sox. You can't pay Mookie Betts. You had no problem paying Pablo Sandoval. You had no problem paying this guy. That's how you know most fans look at it. Like, right. hey, it's not my money. Come on, dude. I'm paying 150 bucks for a ticket to sit. I'm paying five thousand dollars for a suite. You can't pay Mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. Not 420 million dollars. Not paying a hundred million dollar luxury tax. Not paying all your other sales. That's where it. That's what it all boils down to: is luxury tax. It, you yeah. know, Obviously, getting over that they threshold. Get, and yeah, they wanted paying 50 percent tax on the dollar. I mean, that adds up quick. And and the more long term big money contracts you have, the worse off you are. And, and it almost, you know, it almost begs the question: Is it better to develop talent and stagger it? As opposed to try to build through free agency, because again, there's a I think there's a dollar amount that you're going to hit. You're well, Yankees have done talent. that before. Kevin Brown, when they were going free agent, free agent, free agent, free agent, every year we we're just buying, buying, buying. Would it get us? Nothing. You got to have a great mix. You got to have a veteran presence, guys that have been there before that can lead by example. Guys like Gardner. Mm -hmm. You got to have exceptional young talent that can like Judge and Glaber that you pay minimum, and then you got to have a couple premium pieces like a Garrett Cole. You know, like a Tanaka, guys that are in that middle that are like right there where you need. You got to have a great balance because you can't be all in in free agency and you can't have a super young team because that you've seen teams before. When the Cubs won it, they had great young talent mm -hmm. that they didn't have to pay yet. Then they brought guys in like John Lester, veteran presence, mm -hmm. who they paid for, and then they had the right coaching. So everything worked. And I think that's the way to build a team, especially in baseball, because even though there is no sour cap, Let's be honest. There's a salary cap, and no one wants to pay a luxury tax of $100 million or any million dollars. Did you have anything? Well, I was going to say, you know, list, this trade ultimately comes down to— If it still um, goes through, there is well, a— Assuming it goes through, Alex Verdugo for David Price. Because uh, Mookie Betts is testing the market. 
There, there's no two ways about it because he knows there's a fortune sitting out there for him. And all he has to do is have a good year in L.A. Done, yeah. right? Um, so so he's in a great spot. It, it, you know, but, but this trade still works out, I think, for the Dodgers. Don't you think there should have been three more years back, of, There should have been more back. I thought so. This is, and, and this is why the Yankees could never move the Ellsbury contract. I mean, nobody wants dead money. It, th- this trade, you know, b- basically was take David Price in that albatross of a contract. He's, he just hasn't been good enough for us. I think one of the trades that hurt the uh, the future of the Red Sox was Chris Sale. Because you lose all that farm system, and then you end eventually pay him, which is a contract that you'll look back and say, mm, I know he was at the time one of the best pitchers, but guess what? You signed J.D., you signed Evaldi to the big contract as well, and the Yankees... They need to look at the Red Sox right next door and say, we can't do the same thing. We can't be going to get the Lindors, the Arenados, just the names that have been brought up, the Chris Bryants, the big names around there. And Because you're you still going to have to pay Gary yes, and you Judge You have to pay Glaber. Judge. You have to pay Gary. You have to pay Glaber. You have to, I mean, I'm shocked he hasn't already started with any of these guys. Even I, I mean, it, you, you would think that they would have started rolling this out a little bit. it's smart on Cashman's part that he's been kind of holding off? No. I, I think, think it's. Not, I, I do with certain people. I think it should be priority number one. And think about this. Think about Glaber Torres is going to make about six hundred eighty thousand dollars this year, okay? And he'll incrementally go up to like three million, yeah. ten yeah, once million, the arbitration, fifteen million. If you could tell Glaber Torres right now, I could give you six years. So you're going to buy out the last three, give him three more for a hundred million, right? Would you would you take it? Why wouldn't you want to take the guaranteed money? And then guess what? By the time you're a hit free agency again, you'll be 29. You can hit another big contract, and that's where you go. I kind of got nervous with the Yankees when they when they traded for Stanton because I saw that big contract, and I know that look, we still got to keep Judge, we still got to keep Glaber, Gary, and I mean you got Severino, but that was another one at the time. You're like, and then you signed Cole this year. It's like I hope we can eventually keep all these players because I don't want to be put in the Red Sox position because this is multiple times the Red Sox have done and this. That's why where I think the had, Yankees are want to wait and see with Sanchez and Judge Where they had to dump the big contracts but back this in the is, day to the Dodgers like they did with um, Carlos Pena. Yeah. Or no, Carlos... Um, who was his name? Carlos... Um, oh, it was Gonzalez. No, it wasn't Carlos Gonzalez. It what was, was Gonzalez. his name? Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez yeah. and Carlos... Uh, Paint, was Carl Crawford. Car- Carl Crawford. Thank you. you. The go. big, uh, the big contracts. This is the second time they had to do the. They had to the dump Dodgers. over two hundred million. But I don't want the Yankees done. to do that. And they do have some big contracts like the Stan, like the Cole, and eventually you're going to have to pay these young guns like Gary and Judge and then Glaber. Those are the three. And I keep saying those three, and we've been saying those three because those you would say are the the cornerstones of the Yankees for the next ten to twelve years. You but then hold. why the prospect hoarding also? I mean, oh, with uh, like Frazier and I'll say real quick, the Sonny Gray trade was a good trade because Sonny Gray had two years to go. Yeah, yeah, you got him under smart contract, right? You'll give up some prospects to for a move like that. The idea of picking up Francisco Lindor, where you would have for the year, and then you'd have to either extend him, let's say. Seven years, two fifty. Listen, he's going to want no one Arenado money. Okay, let's be honest. Absolutely, six years, two twenty. Let's start there, and probably work our way up. Well, let's see what kind of year he has this year too. 
Let him hit 40 home runs and he'll reestablish what his value is even. That's why I think Mookie Betts 420 million is unrealistic, but I believe he'll get in the 300 million dollar range, but it's it's unacceptable. Me and Travis said the contracts in baseball are unacceptable. I no, think no, no player, one, especially no, in baseball, no player, no player in sports should be getting 400 million dollars. But it's but I'm sorry. They set this I don't care how great Mike Trout I'm not is. going back. I don't care how great Patrick Mahomes. I don't care how great LeBron James is. I say those three because those are the three big names in those sports. Nobody deserves that much money. I'm sorry. I don't care how great you are. Nobody deserves No one has talked about, though, the Red Sox. Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers and the same team that beat them in the World Series, you know, that cheated. I mean, just think about it. You know what I mean? How does he get... Oh, yeah, what's that treatment like I mean, that's coming this week, too. I mean, and and I I think it was from Michael K. We're all talking about this trade. The Boston Red Sox, we're about to go to pitchers and catchers soon. They don't have a manager still. Right. The Red Sox are a mess right now. And... And somebody said, Scott Van Pelt said, if there's one city that's going to deserve uh, or is going to have, want to have like an apology or somebody to feel bad for, it ain't going to be Boston because you've won for the past 20 freaking years. You ain't getting an apology for us for anything. Oh, we feel bad for you because you lost Mookie or the Patriot struggle. It ain't happening because you guys have been at the top of each of your sports for the past 20 years. Now it's finally going, now it looks like it's starting to falter. I mean, you might lose Brady. You just lost Mookie. I just I'm I'm shocked that Mookie got traded, but I'm shocked that he asked for that much money. I'm not because all the speculation for the last month and a half, two months was he's getting traded because he wanted a certain amount of money. Once, like the Red said, Sox Joe, could not pay for it. Once that and once the J D thing happened, you you could almost feel it was almost it was coming. Yeah. It it was coming. It was a matter of They time. had to move one of those somebody. Things. Yeah. And I, again, the shocking part was that they would have packaged him up with price for lesser prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, Alex Verdugo is a, is a good ball player, but it's not Mookie Betts. You're not Mookie Betts. Pot- but right, I mean, how you're, much you're can potential asking, get you? You're asking a 23 year old kid to be the face. replace Mookie Betts in in on a, in a franchise a lot. with high expectations and a fans that don't have patience for players. I mean, we saw we've seen it before. Players get traded, brought over. Pablo Sandoval, other guys get booed out. And we'll literally just get booed out. And so there's this team will still be good, the Boston Red Sox this year. Let's not let's not let's well, not pretend they're gonna be a bad they still got a lot of they're gonna baseball. be bad. I don't you think wanna, they're gonna you be good. You want a parallel, so this week the uh the, the Red their Sox decision. lost their their uh, uh number two starter in David Price. Yep. You can argue three or whatever you want to do, but and then they're they're starting outfielder and their best player. And the Yankees, we just found out, are out Price, uh, Paxton rather, for maybe half the season and already have a starting center fielder out in Aaron Hicks. And you look at the difference in the expectations and outcomes. Having a manager helps. Yeah, I think I that's, a, assume, I think that's but... a huge deal to not have a manager coming in about, I don't know, 20 days before pitchers and catchers. Oh, not even. Like I, think we're, five, I think we're five days away from pitchers, catchers. They five report days? on the 12th. Yeah, so five, five days, days at least that they don't still have, and they still have to figure out what the hell they're going to get from Manfred because they're going to make their ruling decision on on all of that too. And it, from what the reports say, it's going to be harsher that, than what the Astros got. And that is got. why I was surprised they didn't get more back in the package, knowing that there could be a possibility where they lose draft picks down the road. Well, and how about what's up with Chris Sale? That's what, a big question mark. Like, is he a hundred? Like, what's going to... I've heard so many people like, well, let's see what we get from Severino this year. Well, he'll be fine. I would be really concerned about Chris Sale 
who never looked right last year, nope. had a couple of flashes of, oh, nope. So, so not even last year. I don't year. know. So you could go back the following year. Yeah. The World yeah, Series could. year when he was starting to kind of falter. Yeah. I know eventually he won. The, I mean, he closed out the World Series. You could see it that something was just not right. It wasn't Chris Sale. And, I mean, that's that contract. That's, a, that's one of the main reasons Mookie Betts is not a Boston Red Sox now, right now. And that's why their future looks a little dark. And, and I have no issue with it, though. And Can I, you imagine if he's got to miss a season, sale, something like that? No, and here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. I, is it inevitable, though? It's literally the Dodgers-Yankees World Series. Like, is it inevitable? Are we at that point where we, we can finally get the Dodgers? Like, or, that these two teams are super teams compared to everyone else? Some, it, because we've used that term in in basketball and other teams. I mean, you look at that I mean, Dodgers lineup. They have back to back MVPs and Cody Bellinger, who's still less than twenty five years old. You got Mookie Betts, okay, and he's got to prove he's it. He's in the prime of his career they now. Just signed Max Muncie. I mean, there is players on that team with Kershaw, with Bueller, with Price. So it's there's no slouching in pitching. And then the Yankees, they had one hundred and two wins, and then they picked up the best player in baseball in the offseason, Garrett Cole. I mean, like, I mean, are we finally going to get that? I that's mean, is, that's I mean, the main question for Yankees. If I told you on Labor Day that the Nationals were going to win the World Series, right, think, yeah. you would have thought I was a complete idiot. Yeah. Um, favorite, certainly. Without Inevitable. question. I think head and shoulders favorite both in both I would, leagues. I would, well, again. The Astros took a big hit this year because not only – They sure did. You lose your best player or best pitcher to your, your rival in the Yankees – the, the Twins got a little bit better, but they're still not at the Yankee level. They're not beating the Yankees. And then you look at the National League. Yes, the Nationals are the yes. reigning champs. Yeah. And they brought back Strasburg. But they lost Rendon, and that's a huge piece. Yeah, So Braves are going to be there, but for me, for me, I, I it's head and shoulders, I would say. Now, we're not making – we don't have – we're not declaring World Series champions already or World Series matchup, but right now you would – I assume. I am. I am. I'm calling the Dodgers Yankees. This is this is Cleveland and Golden State two years ago, where it was inevitable that those two teams were going to play in the championship, unless there was some humongous amount you of injuries. Assume. You would assume that with this move, this puts the Dodgers. The you know what? Of I, NL I feel like it's inevitable because you know these two teams are not going to sit at the deadline and be like, "Let's see, we traded for Mookie Betts and we're not doing really well, so we're not going to make a move." These two teams have no problem making moves, and the Yankees know uh, how to get pieces. The Red Sox they... have a manager, they bench just... coach Ron Renicky. They just signed. Bump just happened. Just happened, yeah. huh? Ovi Munez just hit me up. Reported by CBS Sports. Way to be Ovi. Way to well, be thank Ovi. you, Ovi, for the breaking news. The up, Boston up Red Sox it. have a new manager, and it is their bench coach. I love Ron Renicky. Him and his brother Gary uh, Renicky. When I was a kid, I, I mean. They were both pretty decent fringe ball players. Well, guess what? Now what I was just talking but about. But they'll seem to make the best managers, don't they? Guess what? We just talked about it. They needed a manager. Well, guess what? Check that off. So now let's talk yeah. about they our found, team. They found the man. And I'm glad you brought up Paxton earlier because that was that's, – that's unfortunate to see. It's kind of – I mean, because this was a big contract maybe coming. You're thinking he was one of our main – I mean, he was the ace of our team. At, at the end of the season, we thought so he was our number one. He was great. A bit, never lost the final ten start. I think he finished what ten and zero, and he was he seemed like a Cy Young, or type pitcher number one ace. Now he's out three to four months, <laughs> and it's funny because well a year ago if you don't remember the New York Yankees just had about forty people out on the IL with injuries, and you just wrote an article about it, and it's and it's like here we go again. Yeah. Their number one of their main pieces moving forward 
Any concern now with the pitching staff and the pressure now that I think the most that faces, it's not Garrett Cole, it's Louis Severino. First of all, if you're J-Hap, you got to be feeling pretty good about things. Yeah, now he looks like he's not getting it. Now, a month ago, he was getting traded. He looked like he was gone. Now he's your number four guy. So, yeah, Jay's got to be yeah, feeling pretty good that's, about that's things. Your, that's your pitchers right there. That's the nine guys that you're looking at that were, are probably going to fill the rotation. Cole is automatically your number Definitely one. Definitely says Severino a, number a two. Spot in the Tanaka Yankees goes side. to three. Happel before. And I think we thought Jordan Montgomery was going to be the fifth last year. He'll be probably the front runner to get the fifth spot, finished by Jonathan Loiza. I don't think Garcia or Mike King will even see the leagues in the start. They'll wait and see how the season goes. I really, truly believe that. I'll tell you the guy really to look out for. You just mentioned his name, Mike King. That kid's got superstar talent. But you know the Yankees will hold him down for the first month. Oh, you know, I mean, but I think he, I think he could be very impressive come springtime. Um, if you if you watch this guy over the last couple of years, he was a little banged up last year, uh, but he's an amazing pitcher. He really knows how to work a strike zone. Uh, in watching highlight, he's. I hate to make the comparison, but there's a, like a lot of Greg Maddox to what he does. I mean, this kid knows how to change speeds, paint corners. Um, I, I don't think he's breaking camp, but I think he's a guy that you're going to see before the year is out. My guess would be Montgomery and Hap uh, in in a in a pretty good righty lefty lineup. I you know, and you know the bullpen is you know they'll probably use the opener think, too. Who do you think faces the most pressure in the pitching staff now with Paxton, who was going to probably be the number? Two? See, I you would have thought maybe the number two or se- I don't know. It's Seven hard to Hamilton. say. Uh, last we talked about this on the roll call last night, and and JJ said uh, that that for him he thought Paxton was a step ahead of Severino. I disagree that he's a better pitcher, but I think the righty lefty thing should factor in. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of going right left right. Obviously that's out the window now, but for me I would have dropped Sevy in the three spot. Uh, and I would have had Paxton pitch behind Cole. Again, m- my thought is always this. If, if I'm going to start a, a righty today, a lefty tomorrow, a righty today, you're, you're definitely going to give me a different lineup on okay. that second game. Mm-hmm. And I'll take that. I, I like that. I want, you, I want you a little off your game. I want you to have guys that aren't normally in the game, and that's what happens with lefty starters. I think making sure you wedge one in the middle of a series, that's a good way to go. Well, here's the other thing. You got Severino and Cole, similar pitchers. Yeah. High velocity, speed. Now, I'm not saying Paxton can't ramp it up because I saw him last year at 98 sliders. miles an hour. Oh, yeah. But Nasty you put him in the middle of the line, you look at a little slower pitcher. So you, one day you're facing 100 miles an hour, then you're a little slower, more guy uses breaking ball, slider, curveball. And now you come back the third day with another guy who throws 99 to 100 miles an hour. Changing speeds just by the visual of eye every day is a huge difference. Listen. I don't think this is as big as a deal as maybe people might get out to be because you got Garrett Cole, okay? Garrett Cole, I was looking at the thing, he covered like five Yankees pitchers last year between innings, strikeouts, the whole the whole repertoire of stats. That's how good he was last year. But now Yankee fans with this And now, here's the thing, you're going to have you're going to have now, a healthy lineup. But now with Paxton out for 3 to 4 months, you're going to have the Yankee fans expecting Cole to just come in and never lose no, a no, game. No, no, no. 
that's that's not realistic. No, but I, no, you're shaking your head. Yes, because he better open up seven and zero in his first eight starts, or I'm gonna be mad. Are you joking about me? Or are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. He better come guns blazing. He he better look like. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I have high expectations. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. You don't sign for that kind of money, promising a championship after the team. That's you what I'm saying. Died. There are Yankee fans. Screw the and, Yankees and, over. And, oh no. And 100. percent He better he better be as good as advertised. Well, the team better hit too while he's pitching not for nothing look at Giancarlo Stanton and and and, and the five strikeout performance oh. or you know his first I mean After come his, on like, third game yeah we're, we're not messing around you got you don't have you don't have a lot I, of time. I think this works out for this the Yankees. Is a, no, this, I think this works Yankees, out for the Yankees because younger if he's guys three can, and five after eight starts I mean oh boy that's Yankee, all we're going to be talking trust about. Trust me, Yankee fans. Yeah, that's all we'll be talking about. The Yankee fans will not be happy. This is a team that you made a move with Garrett Cole in the offseason to say, I know they've already been in win-now mode, but this is the ultimate. Okay, guess what? You didn't have an ace the past couple years. Now you have the best pitcher in baseball. If he struggles, if you can't win with, can't win with him, Listen, as the Yankees fan, had I got nothing. Sir. I got nothing else to say though. If the Yankees don't win and Garrett Cole struggles this year, I got nothing else to say. There's you know no excuse at all. You know who? There's I no think, excuse. You know who? I this, think this would helps? be a. This would be a, okay. Remember when I said a couple years ago <laughs> it'd be a bust of a season? If the, yeah. Last year I said it would be sad if the Yankees didn't win. It was. This year the Yankees don't win. It's nothing but bust. You don't get to the AOC. You get to the AOCs and lose again. I don't care. Shame on anybody that thinks that's a good season. You know, Either one of you say it, you're off the show. <laughs> you're off the team. You're off the team. I, I, can I say one thing quick? Thing, quick. And then I'm gonna I was just going to say this. You know who, what pitcher I think this helps out? I think this help out, helps Tanaka. Because you got to look at it from a financial standpoint for the Yankees. Both guys are going to be pending free agents after the season. We know about Paxson's history with injury concerns. It's been inevitable throughout his career. Never anything significant, but he's missed constant time. Now, this injury stems back from the final week of the season in Texas last year where he had a cyst in the back, and he's had multiple options. He had, he had um, injection. They were waiting. The people were like, well, why do you wait so long? Because they were trying other treatments, and it just didn't work out, and he started his, rehab, his training, and his back started flaming up again. So that's why they chose to do the surgery. If, t if he has issues this year, Paxson, this is a guy where the Yankees are probably going to let go in the offseason and they'll re-sign Tanaka. Because mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to make a decision between the two of them. I don't think they re-sign both of them unless, unless, unless one of them gives a really good team deal. And I don't think at this point in their career these guys are not looking for team I could deals. See, I could see Paxton getting the Wheeler deal where, like, what was it, five or six years? What was it, five or six years? That the it was game? five years for 118 million. Million. Yeah. 118 million. million. And that's where, if you look at the stats above your head, James Paxton's two years older, but they both have similar stats throughout Very their similar. career. And listen, it, Wheeler's younger, so that's how you look at it. Nah. I would say this, too, as far as Tanaka's concerned, if there's two teams that would give him the luxury of being 3,000 miles closer to home, it would be L.A. and Anaheim, both of whom you would imagine would – would pay pretty dollar for a, a, a pitcher like Tanaka, especially a guy with postseason success. Let me bounce this off you for a minute because I think this is really funny. The Yankees' rotation in dinner last year was Paxton, Sevy, Tanaka, Hap, right? Mm -hmm. And by all measures, everybody thought that was a pretty garbage, mediocre, not good, not good enough, can't get yeah. it done rotation. Is that about fair? Then they added Cole to that rotation, and they took Hap out of it, at least in the moment. And Sabathia also left that rotation. And then we were told, best in baseball. 
Now, Paxton leaves that list, and it's all good. We'll be fine. What if the rotation didn't include Cole right now? Oof. We'd be talking about the Yankees starting opening day, Severino, Tanaka, Tanaka, Hap, Monty, and Loisaga probably. And boy, tell me that wouldn't be a drastically different outlook for this season. Absolutely, especially with Domingo Herman. has got to be 8-0. And we haven't talked about That's this. That's why they had to get Garrett And here's yes. the thing. Domingo Herman suspended for the first eight. So he'll be coming back, too, in June. Around same time same about the same time. And this could work out for both of those guys because we talked about this last year. Paxson's innings, Herman's innings. So, you, I mean, like we talked about this last year, remember, Joe, with Severino. We don't make need, don't need to make a move at trade deadline when you're going to have literally you could have two Cy Young award winning type caliber pitchers coming off the bench sometime in June and that's when usually teams are starting to hit their stride anyways. April's a, a crappy month. It's cold. It's miserable. You got to get reps. They say it takes at least 200 to 100, 100 to 200 at bats for a batter to really get into the groove of things. Pitchers, you know, just give me five innings in the beginning. You know, that's all I'm trying. Working your arms up. That's all I'm trying to say with this whole Garrett Cole thing. Now it's, I mean, Garrett Cole does face pressure, but I think Severino does face a little pressure too as well. I think you got to put him right there. I know Garrett Cole's going to get all the thing because he's got, he's got the money, he's got the new contract, he's on the New York Yankees. You're here to win. There's nothing else. You're not here to go three and five or struggle, and then you have to come here to win, and you were the ultimate piece to hopeful, hopefully get the Yankees over the top. Can I give you um, one final thought yes. uh, on, on Garrett Cole? Um, this team all year last year when we knew Gregorius and there was a lot of guys out and we needed to get him back, it was it, as long as – we can get by, get by, get by till Next guys enough, came back. Yeah. And it and it got it worked out so incredibly well. And obviously you're already starting a little behind the eight ball. Uh new medical training staff, by the way, off to a terrible start. Um <laughs> terrible start. There not not what you wanted not, to see. Not exactly. But they signed this guy to be the ace. And if they stumble out of the gate and Tampa doesn't or Boston doesn't and you, you fall behind quick, you have to assume there's going to be other injuries. You yeah, know, it's a, because yeah. we, could, we could go with that, well, if they stay healthy, well, we know they didn't, and it didn't matter. So health is, is what it is. You hope for the best, but you'll get what you get. It's possible by the time both of these guys are, are back around June that maybe Cole's down, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Tanaka, maybe uh, Seve. So, again, you've got plenty of reinforcements. You've got depth. I like Michael King. I like Debbie Garcia. I think there's a chance he pitches this year in some capacity, maybe out of the bullpen. I think Chad Green still wants to be a starter. There's there's no – I'm not worried about the, the Yankees rotation. But here's the thing about Garrett Cole that I think will shock everybody. Do you know he only averaged six and two-thirds innings per start last year? Yeah, we talked about this, I remember. I think people are like – what, They're the, looking at this guy's like, like seven, seven, eight inning, nine, nine inning guy every night. Six and two and thirds I mean, is actually a lot of pitching oh, in today's game. Sure, it was, see how good he was for those six and two thirds. Damn. If, if you obviously can get a guy into the seventh inning, you got to feel really good about that. Especially but, with the Yankees bullpen. Well, still, yeah, you know we're we're look. If, if you can hand that ball right over to, to Britain and then into Chapman's hand, and you don't have to go to anybody else, that's your best bet. That's your that's your game plan when he in the game. You're locking up those wins. Joseph, as always. Fired up. Thank you for I'm joining us. So glad football's over as much as I love it. Uh, 
just because baseball. Baseball's coming, yeah. Five more days. Five more days. So the XFL, you're going to watch the XFL? I'm excited for the XFL. Cool. And I'll tell you what, I really think, I don't know. I feel like there's just enough, like, in this country right now, I think the interest might be high enough to sustain it, at least through a season. Well, stay tuned. We'll be well, back. So we'll we're going to be back. XFL. It's part one. Just joined by the Joseph Aguirre, the host of the Roll Call, the Joseph Aguirre. Like I said, we're going to have a three-point, three-part, and then we're going to go part two, NFL. Speaking of the XFL, it's the debut of the XFL tomorrow. How is it going to fare second time? And then we're going to talk about Brady, Breeze, and Rivers. Can they dictate the 2021 season? Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We'll be back in a few, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.